Right now, it's showtime. It's Dave, Dave, Dave. and Mahoney. Well, hello, friends, and thank you for joining us. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first, Sam Mahoney? Dave, let's start today's show with some bad news. Well, some bad news. I walked into the studio today, and our producer, Jordan, came rushing in and said, I'm so sorry. I'm a little bit behind today. Nature called. You yes. had to take such a massive slam that you were behind schedule? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Did no you, no did pun you, intended. Did you eat something? Um, as Mahoney saw yesterday when he came back into the studio to do some recording, um, I ate an entire pizza. You ate an entire pizza? Why would you do that? He's a growing That's- young man, Dave. And it's delicious and cheap. But let's uh, talk about this hot and ready that you got you, from oh, Little Caesars. Little Caesars hot and ready? Yeah. Five dollar well, hot and it, ready? It was their special, like their new special, like old time pepperoni pizza. Oh, yeah. And and you got new time guts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, They lied. They're, they're, it says on the ad, oh, 100 pieces of or 100 slices of this new pepperoni. They're like 10 and everything else is normal. Doesn't that seem like a weird thing to kind of... Flex on, like, we're going to give you 100 slices of pepperoni on this pizza. I I guess that works. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it got got me to go try it, even though it was a lie. Huh. But now you're you're disappointed. So you had been dealing with that all of yesterday, and then today it just kind of... Reached a tipping point. Yeah, yeah, it got to the point where I'm like, how right. long were you in the bathroom? I'm just curious. Like, if you consume an entire pizza, do you know the calorie count on that pizza by um, chance? Did you look it up? If it had all the correct amount of pepperoni, it would have been three thousand calories. Okay, so that's about average. Three thousand calories. How long does that sideline you for in the restroom? Um, it actually only about ten minutes. Oh, okay, so that's not too bad. Yeah, it's not just that a, bad. just enough to set you a little bit behind. Yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. Yeah, well, you got to really start building that in to your, you know, I mean, like a good producer. Yeah, um, you know, like will really, you know, plan for the unexpected. That's what that's you know your job. Your routine needs to become your poutine. <laughs> so just something to keep in mind. Uh, but I'm glad you're don't, feeling better. Don't mm. equate delicious Canadian gravy. I knew that you were going to gravitate towards the gravy. With with, with pooping, Dave. Gravitate? Please. Gravitate? Gravitate? No. Gra- ooh, gravy <laughs> Gravitate. <laughs> I would love to explore a planet made out of gravy. Do you think in some alternate universe? There's a whole know, just oceans put, made of gravy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Willy Wonka, it wasn't a chocolate river. It was a gravy river. You would spend your entire existence searching for this planet only to realize that the planet does not have oceans of gravy. That's oatmeal. Ah. Would you ride in the gravy boat? I would 100% ride that gravy boat. You would drown in the gravy like Gustus Gloop. <laughs> Do you think you, you could get stuck in the gravy? gravy? You, you get stuck like in the gravy tube. I, uh, I feel like the amount of sodium and gravy salt. Tube? Can I say in, that on the radio? I don't know. The amount of the amount of salt in gravy was probably. Oh yeah, you would probably. I wouldn't. You would be able to drown. You. I would be too buoyant. Yeah, I mean, you could probably eat your way down. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't think that you would actually. Because, I mean, you think if you just set, like, a pea on top of a pile of gravy, it's going to sit there pretty oh, well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I've got more, I think i got more buoyancy than a pea. My wife, what I've learned when we, we just got back from vacation, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we were snorkeling and stuff like that. She cannot just float. 
She's too too not not fatty enough. I don't. It doesn't that? I don't think that's really a thing. Maybe it is. I don't know because I can completely. Is she just like a bad swimmer. I can float like just straight up, and I think you can too because we grew up at lakes. Sure, you just arch your back and you I, just and you just float. you don't even have to move. You literally, it's I love just kind of like skimming on top of the water. Mm-hmm, well. But she can, I'm like, and I try to, like, get her to relax and do it. And she just She's sinks. Just, too tense. just sinks straight to the bottom. Like man. a little two-by-four. Yeah. <laughs> Dave and Mahoney. Oh, good for you. Call or text us at 833-YO-DUMB. And on social media at Dave and Mahoney. Mahoney, do you consider yourself to be a lucky person? Uh, maybe not so much lucky, but blessed. Oh, Dave, okay, I yeah. feel, you know, again, a lot of bad things happen to bad people. And um, a lot of good, a lot of bad things happen to good people too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there is good things that happen to good people from time to time. We still, um, you know, don't know the, and I'm sure we won't for a while, right? Like who won the two billion dollars? And this is nowhere near the two billion dollar uh, lottery jackpot that we heard about yeah. this past week. But a Minnesota couple went on a road trip to celebrate their tenth anniversary. And they went to the Crater of Diamonds State Park. And okay. you, you've, yeah. we've heard stories we've like stories. this before where people are out there looking for diamonds because it's a real thing. So their names are Jessica and Seth Erickson. So they made the trip all the way from Minnesota to the Crater of Diamonds State Park. It's a dry, that's a nice drive. It's a, it's 11 states away. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty good clip. Uh, but again, it's to celebrate their 10th wedding anniversary. And they got some tips on wet sifting, which I've never heard of before, but I mm-hmm. guess it's a regular thing for people at the park uh, where you actually go out and you're looking for diamonds. And I'm sure you know thousands and thousands of people go there sure. with no luck. Uh, they did have some luck. They found a 1.9 carat brown diamond. And they're, they're thinking that the experts are saying could be worth anywhere from 5000 on the very low end up to $50,000. I mean, for just hanging out at a park? Hell yeah. It's pretty amazing. Also, can we just talk about how ludicrous some some sort of uh that like the expectation that we have to buy diamonds all the time you think it's ludicrous that we have to buy shiny things why does it no i think it i i what if i want a diamond my wife did not buy me i bought her a diamond you wanted a diamond from your wife i would love a blinged out necklace dave do you know with that, my initials that the that the, spin. the research behind that is that the reason why men originally started buying women diamonds is because men are the ones that are attracted to sparkly shiny things? Is that really the yeah. like the psychology? The psychology behind it is supposedly. Is I mean, that, we are. Is that guys are attracted to things that are shiny and sparkly, and because we're visual creatures, a lot of times, and it catches our attention, and we like it. Yeah. And when we attach diamonds to pretty ladies, we like it even more, and uh-huh. so that's why we initially started buying the diamonds for women because dudes like. I it. just want to say, let's just normalize dude jewelry. You, you, I. They tried to. I was not here last week. When they were shaming you for your new necklace, mm-hmm. yeah. I fully support Thank you, you in Thank your you. jewelry endeavors. My I friend. was inspired by Kirk Cousins, and I feel great about it. He did kind of ruin it, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, there you, was you, a moment. You know who actually ruined it is Adam Schefter. Did you see him no. on the Monday Night Football broadcast? He was kind of making fun of Kirk Cousins, but Adam Schefter had his shirt off with a whole bunch of chains on. How is, is, is Schefter in pretty good shape? Uh, not good enough shape to have his shirt off on Monday Night Football. Because you know who I was surprisingly, I was surprised at how good a shape they were in. Skip Bayless is in pretty good shape. 
But I feel like Skip Bayless. I, I mean, he's a he's a little twig, but he's a it's good, pretty good shape. Is he? Yeah. Uh, it's like all right. That makes sense. It feels like if you went to a CrossFit class, like Skip Bayless would be there. <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. Is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Are you an old? Do you have a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Telephone. Then call and leave a message. Eight three three Yo Dummy. Now the voicemail. Mahoney, what would you say is the best thing about traveling? Also, what was the worst thing about it? Message deleted. The best thing about traveling is traveling. Food. Going to see things, experience. You're pretending that these calories do not count, and you can eat like a complete and total uh, uninhibited monster. Do you feel like your wife does not give you grief when you're on vacation about what she, she does eat? not? She does not. Okay. Uh, that is, I feel like is that's that your the favorite one part? time in my life where that does not happen. Yeah, because I mean, your wife wants you to be healthy, but yeah. like on vacation, it's straight up vacation mode. I mean, yeah. you you sent me one picture. I don't believe that you you actually published this, but you sent me one picture of you with a table full of food. It looked like probably about. 10 to 12 desserts? Not quite that many. Six. Six, six okay. or seven. But large desserts. I mean, I'm, if you're counting me, a, then yes, I'm also a uh, quite the dessert. Yeah, quite the treat. Uh, I'll post that right now. At you will. David Mahoney. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So and, the, the, the thing about the picture that got me is that th- you could tell that this was clearly a uh, an arousing experience for you because this whole table full of desserts were there, but then you also had almost fully unbuttoned your shirt. Yeah, and, my, and you were I was giving, playing... Uh, uh, Unbuttoned shirt chicken with my wife. Like, she did not think I was going to unbutton my beautiful Tommy Bahama in this f- fancy it was, restaurant. It was a fancy restaurant. That's the thing that got me is that <laughs> if you were basically shirtless in this yeah. fancy restaurant and, and giving her giving her the eye. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's that. So, I, yeah, she doesn't give me uh, uh, grief about that. Interesting thing, though, because I was watching a thing with Robert Kelly on your mom's house uh, with Tom Segura and his wife. And. Robert Kelly was talking about like he recently is getting healthier. He got gastric, got the gastric sleeve, uh, and like Greg. Oh, Robert Kelly did. Yeah, Good and, for him, man. he looks great. Does he? By the way, Good. looks looks phenomenal. Happy for him. Love Robert Kelly. Uh, and Greg Fitzsimmons was talking about like similarly like why he stopped drinking, and it was because he they wanted to they loved their spouses so much that they don't want to leave them early. They don't want to die. Yeah, early. Oh, yeah, that's, that's and really that's what sweet. my wife keeps telling me. She's like, I'm not doing this to you know aggravate you she says i do this because i want you around longer i bully you so that way you'll live forever yeah got it please leave a message after the tone just curious if any of you guys ever went through that ska phase like i'm a 42 year old dude that still enjoys ska did you guys ever enjoy ska Message I was in a ska band. I you played the guitar band, band That's right. summer. Mahoney didn't just go through a ska phase. He was the One ska of the greatest phase. concerts I've ever been to was a ska concert. It was Real Big Fish, and they played. It was down in Columbia, Missouri. They were playing at Mizzou, so it was a college show. And they played beer for like 40 minutes straight <laughs> because they kept starting it. And, like, I'm not into the jam band fish style, you know, like, I'm just not into that, like, yeah. 40 minutes of whatever. But this was 
They they just start, they were just jammed out on the same song, would lose their place, started over, and they did that like seven times. So it wasn't it an was, intentional jam. It was just they kept forgetting where they were in the I song. I think they were jamming, and then they were like, oh, let's start it over. <laughs> it was 40 minutes of their song, Beer, and it was uh, phenomenal. I, I think I, it's one of those genres that I think was underappreciated, but anytime I hear music with you know a horn section, I love it. Personally. You bet. Absolutely. I, I'm surprised that ska hasn't made a comeback the way that a lot of other styles seen, of music have. like, brief touches of it with, like, the interrupters. Interrupters, sure. But yeah. that's kind of the only one. Yeah. Everybody else, like, maybe we're still 10 years away from that coming back. Our glory days yeah. coming back, Mahoney. Is ska our generation's disco? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Disco kicked ass, too, man. I don't care what you say. Give me some ABBA all day long. Hey, Dave and Mahoney. Two of these guys that have been around forever, obviously, according to you. Anyway, what's something you think you learned way too late in life? You got all this experience, but you just learned something recently. Message deleted. That's a, Am I the only one that hasn't learned anything recently? I mean, I feel like I learn stuff and then I forget it immediately. Like, I'm not, my retention's not, not great. I mean, I feel like one of the things that I learned uh later in life that i i think that i could pass along to everybody else is the fact that i am no longer running and or jumping ever again for the rest of my life unless my life is literally in peril because you know we have you know i've made it this far being this out of shape and i still have all my joints Mm -hmm. ligaments knees are all intact still so mine's a little darker than that, I guess. Uh, if, if I were to think about the thing that I learned later in life that I didn't appreciate when I was younger is that when I was younger, I really thought that I could accomplish anything. And then as you get older, you start to realize that's just not true. Yep. I have limits. This is Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Man, Elon Musk sure is making some friends with his takeover of Twitter, the $44 billion acquisition. What I don't think that people really understand, because, I mean, you know, he's already fired like 70% of the workforce. Mm-hmm. And then there's a whole bunch of people that he didn't fire that have just quit, quit. Yeah. because they're like, screw this guy. I'm out. Now he's come out and said that the vast majority of people that work at Twitter have been just working remotely. He's now said that everyone has to come back into the office for a minimum of 40 hours a week. This is another way to fire people without actually announcing that you're firing more people because there are lots of people, especially in the tech world, who have these skills and abilities who can work from home, and there are lots of tech companies that they don't give a damn just as long as the work is getting done to work from home. So this is just another way to fire people. I mean, if we have seen, I will, I don't know if we've seen a... Just a reckoning like this before in any space. I mean, when you look at a, bi- a company that costs, for, you know, that's worth forty-four billion dollars, and they're talking about bankruptcy Let's, one or two weeks after you bought it, that is it, well. They're, they're also talking about billions of dollars in fines they're, because of all the stuff that they're doing. Um, it, what, what strikes me is that you know we talk about these numbers, forty-four billion dollars, and we go, that's in obscene amount of money but just to put that into perspective you can buy like seven nfl teams for that amount of money yeah you could have bought half of the league nfl teams you could have had a half dozen plus the good ones yes nfl teams. we're not talking about the browns (laughs) or you could have had twitter yeah (laughs) 
What? Yeah. What? I, That's wild. They're I, talking about right now, you know, the commanders in D.C. Bezos being sold for like about, right? $7 billion. Dollars, and that is it, it, way up from what it was even a few years ago. Well, right? I mean, you look at what the Raiders did to, the you know, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Rams have all skyrocketed prices of NFL I'm teams. talking about the skyrocketed prices, and you still could have bought yep. seven. Oh, six or seven NFL teams, or you could have had Twitter. Yeah. Like, that's wild, isn't it? It is. I mean, I didn't even think about that kind of perspective. It's just nuts to me. And And to not have a plan, (laughs) just to be like, oh, I'm going to take it over, and then everyone's getting verified and all of these... Dude, have you the, seen anybody oh. who's paid for the blue check mark? Yes. So I there, saw a couple, and I'm like, God, it's like I'm letting mine go, and it's not political or whoever. I I'm just like I'm just done. I, Twitter was all my least used form of social media. It was a, basically a place for me to write a stupid joke once every six weeks. See, I love Twitter. It's probably my favorite social media platform, and I'm at the point where I'm like, until they fix this. I'm just going to take a little bit of time away away from it because it's just such a mess. I'll give you an example. Uh, Elon Musk had to tweet out just, um, well, it, it happened like three hours after this initial tweet went out. He said, going forward, accounts engaged in parody must include parody in their name, not just in the bio. And it's because somebody with a verified Tesla account that was at Tesla Real yeah. said, breaking news, a second Tesla has hit the World Trade Center. Oof. Yeah, that's not like, I mean, when you own a corporation, that's not the kind of that's uh, not, dark humor. not quite as funny as uh, maybe, yeah, the person who wrote it thought Would you it like was. to, did you, you didn't like my last tweet. I didn't even see it. It was a couple days ago. Oh, okay. Uh, Jordan didn't like it either. I felt a little hurt, guys. What is it? Uh, I posted this at 10, 11 p.m. I was, you know, having some issues going to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thoughts were running across my mind mm-hmm. and thought I would take to take there and get uh, what I was thinking about out of there. I goes sometimes late at night. I get irrationally mad at the fact that you could not clothesline the food into your cart on Supermarket Sweep. You've said that like 30 times on the show. I have not. I've yes, said that like had. one time. No, you said that new, every time that we Jordan, bring up Supermarket you Sweep, you always bring up how you, you want to clothesline. This week. Yes. Did I? Yes, yes, and then you tweeted it a day later. I mean, but Thumbs down. the fact that we- it's Dave and Mahoney. Oh, good for you. Call or text us at 833-YO-DUMP and on social media at Dave and Mahoney. So the National Park Service has had to come out and warn people that um, it's probably best if you stop licking desert toads. Nah, man. Can't stop, won't stop licking toads. <laughs> we are we are anti-DJ Khaled up in here. <laughs> Look, we have all at some point done things that we're not proud of. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we were talking about just a couple of days ago, right, with like drinking trash drinks out of tubs when we were younger and all that stuff. But it's another level when you're like, hey, there's a desert toad that I know excrete some sort of venom through its skin and if i just lick that toad then it'll have the same effect on me as a psychedelic and i'll trip my balls off in the middle toad of this has been a thing for a long time i know man but i just i can't ever see myself getting to that point where why I'm like, haven't we have the you know one of my favorite disney movies of all time is the princess and the frog mm-hmm. uh, you know you, you kiss the frog and yeah uh why, why why don't we you know it becomes a prince you know as the original fairy tale went why not why not we lick the frog and it becomes a princess i feel like uh again isn't that the, how you and your wife started dating <laughs> feel like we're getting the short end of the stick over here uh they say it is uh anyone can legally capture up to i, I love that they have limits on this uh 10 desert toads with a proper license in yeah. arizona okay however in california it is illegal to capture the toads and to smoke their toxins, 
Uh, I, again, I just can't see myself getting to the point where I'm like, first off, I'm going to lick this toad. Secondly, it's a good idea to be tripping balls in a national park. I mean, it's beautiful out there. I, I mean, just, I don't. A lot of people die. I in don't national trust parks. myself. They don't talk about that a lot, but yeah. a lot of people die in national parks mm-hmm. all the time. I don't know. I would kind of be more likely if it's coming to psychedelics because that's the one like drug that is widely acceptable that a lot of people, you know, they've legalized it in Oregon, Washington, a couple of their states have well, it on yeah, the ballots. Huge celebrities, even, you know, Aaron Rodgers talking about yeah. going into the woods and tripping his face off. Yeah. But I think out of all the hallucinogenics that are out there, this would be the one I would be most willing to try because it feels the most natural to me. Okay, shrooms, I think, is probably a bit more on the natural side. But they're they're under seems... poop, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Do you think that's how so many people spot Bigfoot? Is there just, they're just out here licking toads? They're licking yeah. toads. Yeah. I want to know who the first dude who was out here who was like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try. Now, you think about that. Like when we, how do we figure this stuff out? Like, how do we, like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to, we're going to, we're going to yeah. do some weird things to this cow to get milk and yeah, then we're going to let it sit gra- there gra- and grab, curdle. Grab that, grab that cow's booby and let's see what happens. And then we're going to let that, that weird <laughs> stuff on, let's on give the top. It to, let's give it to the baby first. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with us? This is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Your lifetime goal is to own a partial interest in a fireworks stand. It's the Redneck Report. On Dave and Mahoney. So this guy had to learn the hard way that maybe making explosives is not a great idea. The bomb squad was called to investigate a possible explosion-related injury. It was in Royal Palm Beach. Clayton Merritt, of course his name was Clayton, 32 years old, too old to be doing this, sustained significant injuries to his left hand, including the partial loss of a finger, ow, consistent with injuries from an explosion. He was transported to the hospital. His mom... Oh, God, no. ...had to tell detectives that he told her he was going to be detonating things and blowing things up in the backyard. He had constructed... This device from a PVC pipe and a bunch of pyrotechnic powders that he had harvested from inside dude, fireworks. Yeah, I was going to say, this guy just took a bunch of fireworks and dumped them out. Took a bunch of black cats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she heard a large explosion, and a few seconds later, he came inside heavily bleeding from the hands. He was charged with manufacturing a destructive device, which is a felony. So, yeah. 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 I mean, you're dumb home fireworks. Um Pro tip, if you are making homemade fireworks, however long you think the fuse should be, triple it. Yeah, it needs to be longer. Longer. Always. Also, Nobody's ever complained about too long of a fuse. I do feel like I'm at the uh, the point in life where I am far less interested in fireworks than I used to be. I don't care about fireworks. I, the only thing... I mean, shooting bottle rockets at a brother is still fun, but beyond that, mm, not so much. You got to have a trash can lid if you are going to shoot fireworks at each other as a, a shield, shield. Yeah. A shield. Yeah. 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 yeah yeah i'll still jump through one of those fountains you'll oh, see one of the little sparkly fountains yeah, yeah, you will good. yeah those are fun oh can i shoot bottle rockets i at feel you? like that's how you get your nuts caught on fire though yeah you gotta oh, be careful no, no it's, it's barely anything you don't even get singed that's <laughs> what, <laughs> you stood there <laughs> like you, the volcano under my grundle would you Let's see what happens would you do it wearing a kilt <laughs> oh god no <laughs> come on come on yeah i feel like again dave i you're, i think you're right that the it's just they've lost they've lost their luster yeah it's not the same i just think of all the dogs that are out there losing their minds yeah 
And I feel bad for them because I love them pups. Speaking of dogs, a uh, dog walker called cops after noticing something very odd. Uh, it was a trail of blood leading into his neighbor's house. Once the deputies arrived, they found a man laying on the bed. There was blood everywhere. His name is Jonathan Leaf, also 32, woke up. When the deputies walked in, he was unsure of the previous night's events that led him to that house. But at some point, uh, he did break a large bay window in order to get in. So this dude's dude. so messed up, he breaks into this house through a large bay window and then... Just passes out on the bed. I don't like big ass windows in houses. You don't like big windows. I don't like, big, like windows. big windows. I like that's small windows. Weird, that's just a weird. Thing I would to have say. like a prison window. What are you talking about? Yeah, I like. I you know my favorite window in the houses those in the bathroom that's like up high. Oh, so yeah. it only gets a little bit of light in frosted glass. It's not frost because it's up like oh, it's up okay. high. Yeah, you can't see like it. the little tiny like I legitimately the thing I hate the most about my house is I hate a, I have a sliding glass door and I hate it so much. Because I know if my house gets broken into, that's the point of entry mm-hmm. they're going to break into. Also, big, breaking somebody's big, big ass bay window—that you know how expensive that's going to be. Uh, well, this guy uh, didn't do a great job at it. He uh, severely cut himself while he was breaking in through the large bay window. He then passed out on the bed because of his injuries, because the blood loss. Yeah, he was taken to the hospital for stitches and then promptly escorted to jail. He is uh, charged with. Burglary of an unoccupied dwelling and criminal mischief, so thankfully nobody lived there at the time. I mean, has he never watched one movie ever? Because you break the window, and then you like do a little thing around the, the edges to you knock the rest of the glass out so you don't cut yourself. All-time scariest broken glass in a movie moment is from the movie Ghost. Do you remember that? It's at been the a long end, time. Where oh, the where glass they... comes down and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Is that like Luis Guzman who they kills or whatever? I think so. It's the main... Bad, Bad guy, guy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, would, I would have to say Final Destination. Final I, Destination. I only watched the first one, and then I I, I gave up. Are you talking on about like it through the windshield? No, like they, there's one that they're on a bridge, and there's like a a truck carrying plates of glass, and he's hanging onto the back of it, uh, and yeah, it, just slicing. Terri- yeah, yeah, it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and finally, who wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of this? An Ohio woman. Uh, got in, in trouble because uh, she clobbered somebody with a 10-pound log of ground beef. Oh, hell yeah. Slap me around <laughs> with that meat, baby. It was, a, <laughs> it was a, in a confrontation in the potato chip aisle of a Walmart in suburban Cleveland. Of course it was. <laughs> I mean, but you think about this. A 10-pound log of beef compared to, like, a baseball bat. Like, a baseball bat doesn't wear, weigh anywhere close to 10 pounds. No way. Like, a baseball, how, like, I think, what's Baseball the, bat probably weighs three pounds, right? I'm, I'm googling how much do baseball bats weigh. So this 27 year old lady, I guess, knew the person that she confronted. Two pounds. Two pounds. Okay. Two pounds. Uh, she confronted this person who's actually her downstairs neighbor. Oh boy. They met up at the Walmart, uh-huh. and she threatened to beat her and her daughter up. She then pulled down her neighbor's face mask and spit on her, which Woo! is oh, she, the spit missed the target. Then she reached into the cart and removed the. $22 meat log. Also, Good not, price. not Good great price. not great meat if it's $22 for 10 pounds. Hey, great value, Dave. Hit great her value. in the face a couple of times with the 10-pound <laughs> log of ground beef. <laughs> this is kind of hot. This is Dave and Mahoney. You know the songs. But do you know them when they sound this bad? It's Cover Your Ears. On Dave and Mahoney. Oh, I get it because they're cover songs.
Producer Jordan has done a fine job of mining the internet, trying to find undiscovered talent, and that's what Cover Your Ears is all about, Mahoney. We are looking for some talent that just needs a, a light shined on them for a moment, and then mm-hmm. I'm sure they're going to rock it to superstardom. Dave, you and I have been a part of launching the musical careers of several bands mm-hmm. over the years, that's and right. uh, I think today will be no different. I think we've got some superstars waiting in the wings, and uh, curious if Vince is going to be able to identify what songs that they are covering. Okay, Vince. So here's how this works. We've got 30 seconds on the clock for each one of these. Mahoney, you can tag in for one, but only one. We've got a total of four. got to get three out of the four in order to win today. It doesn't have to be consecutive, though. Like, if you just know the artist or the song for one of these, half you can point. get a half point. If you get the artist and the song, it's a full point. Are you ready to go? Vince. Hmm. Did I screw that up? Did you hang up on Vince? I'm like, I hang up on Vince. Vince, you there? Oh, wait. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Oh, there we go. There Somebody we go. who's in here messing with all the buttons on the board. That, that's my bad. Okay, so 30 seconds on the clock for each one of these. Are you ready for number one? Yes, sir. Okay, uh, I'll let you know right now that the first one only has 48 views mm. on YouTube, and I couldn't tell you what the artist is because it's in a different language. I think it's Ukrainian. Uh, here we go on to number one. Tell me what do you see when you look back as you waste your life and you don't see me. I was ten years old, loud that I could. It wasn't easy for me to be scared, white boy in a black neighborhood. Sometimes you won't see me, out with a five dollars bill. Yeah, I never understood it, it's never real. I mean, it's uh, never it's a, easy singing in a language that's not your first. That's true, and and also when you're conveying the uh, the, the emotion of of your father not paying attention to you. Yes, the, uh, I, I <laughs> always I always refer to this as the original emo band for real. <laughs> uh, Vince, do you know it? I think the song name's called "Father of Mine." It is father. Your father it of mine is, is correct. Yes. Do you know who sings it? Uh, is, is it Oasis? Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> it's ever clear. It's ever clear. That's all right. You got half a point. Half a point. We're doing all right, Vince. Yeah. We're we'll, doing we'll, all right. We'll give you, we'll give you oh, half a point. Ever clear. Ever. Yeah. Same yeah. difference. It's all right. Same difference. It's okay. cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Here we go. On to number two. Um, I will say this one a bit more popular. This is from Ruby Alley. 345 views okay. on YouTube. Again, 30 seconds on the clock. Good luck. Don't stop. Just keep going on. I'm your Show it and lean upon, so come on, listen for the sun. All we got is tonight, that is right, so first light. Is it real now, when two people become one? Ooh, that is a tough one. Don't tag I, me. Man, I have no idea. Don't tag me on this one because my guess would Don't be. Don't tag you in. My guess would be the Spice Girls when two become one. Uh, no. With <laughs> the jam, by the way. I have no idea what that is. Mm. Uh, okay, so sorry. we're gonna we're gonna go back and revise this. I'm gonna give them a full point on the first one, so that way this we'll one, this one, going. this well, one, that's can a hard one. Who is it? Uh, that was "Walking on a Dream" well, by you. Empire <laughs> of the Sun. Oh. Empire of the Sun. Yeah. Get out of here with that. Okay. Uh, here we go. Mahoney, you can still help out. You definitely need to help out, though, because we need to get two more points on these next two. We'll figure it out. Okay, here we go. On to number three, 30 seconds on the clock. I will say uh, not a lot of views on this one, only 46 views. This is from a gentleman by the name of Jimmy Van Colt with a K. Okay. okay. Sounds like an indie wrestler. Okay, here we go. No word, and you if you let it. 
Do you know the song? Mahoney, can you help him out? I do not. Can I tag you in? I mean, I think I know it's corn. I think it's corn. It is corn. And, man, that's just real hard to – it's real – oh, God. I'm I'm just running through corn songs in my head right now. Is that – it's not Freak on a Leash. It's not – was it Freak on a Leash? No. Okay. Uh, Is it on – is it uh, (laughs) – Are you trying to look through the paper? No, no. Was that is that Twisted Transistor? It is Twisted Transistor. Wow, excellent. Dude, that's the corn song you picked. Oh, it is a slap. That man, that thing hit like number eight. Okay, Come all right, on. all right. We got to so pick you, bigger songs. You, you got, you You're got, amazing, Mahoney. I love you. you. Thank you. You got yeah. you got two points. All you have to do is get this last one, but you have to get it on your own because Mahoney is burnt as a lifeline. You're not doing a very good bit. This, uh, <laughs> this is the most popular one that we have on the on the show today. It is from an artist called Thought Life. Are you backing up right now? I'll wait. Oh, I'm in a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 930 views on this bad boy. Here we go. Final one. Best of luck. It's gonna make you notice I hope it's gonna make you notice And that is 30 seconds. I kind of liked it. Not gonna lie. Uh, little tip that was uh, on my uh, sex album in the year 2008-2009. Heavy, yes. heavy rotation. Heavy rotation. <laughs> you talking about the sex oh, album? <laughs> the music. <laughs> All right, Vince, for the win uh, or the loss, do you know it? Oh, man, I got to guess uh, that song, Somebody. It is close enough on that. It's called Use Somebody. We'll give you a half point. Who, who sings Who's it? the artist? It's at the tip of my tongue, man. I know this band. The royalty. Uh, King Leon. King Leon. King Leon. King Leon. King Leon. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm shaking. <laughs> you were awful at this, but well done. You got there. This is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Are you an old? Do you have a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Telephone. Then call and leave a message. 833-YO-DUMMY. Now, the voicemail. Okay, can we make it illegal for politicians to, like, just mudsling each other? Look, I want to know what these people plan on doing with our futures. Not all this garbage that they can dig up in each other's past. Who cares? Message deleted. Anybody who seeks out power like that so they can control other people just suck. Yeah. I mean, it's just... All politicians suck. I mean, in general. It's just the type of people I do not want to be around. It sucks that the best people in the world are the people who want to stay as far away from that sort of stuff 
as they possibly can. And it just it just sucks. Uh, the thing that struck me about um, you know just with politics as of late is we saw so much of the like the attack ads. Yeah. And I, I saw a pundit that was talking about how there was so much negativity and how that doesn't really resonate with younger people, especially like yeah. younger people want something to root for, not to be mad at. Like yeah. the older that you get, the more angry you are at everything. But young people want something to root for, which is why they want a future. Well, I mean, because they still have life to live. And that's not even it's just with politicians. That's also with companies, right? Yeah. Like you see a lot of companies that will attach themselves to a cause, like whether it's cleaning up the ocean, whatever it is, right? And it's because younger people tend to gravitate towards that. So I don't know. I I tend to be look for the positive, you know, and in politics, there's just almost none of that. But when people are actually going, hey, I'm going to try to make your life better by doing this, that is much more attractive to me than just being like, this person sucks slightly more than I do. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's how, like, friendships and relationships and all, like, if it's just, I don't need X, I've got enough negativity that lives inside me. Mm-hmm. I don't need the excess hitting me from all angles at every turn in my life. It just it just it's a, it just will put the average person into a pit of despair. So that's why like for me I'm, I'm like stop watching the news. I read I read the AP mm-hmm. and play a lot of play a lot of Warzone. Like when I'm going to play Call of Duty is a you know kind of a, I'm a go break relax from by negativity m- by murdering people <laughs> you're telling me that you are my dad and that you have done unspeakable things to you know like my mom and other horrible things i'm like that's this is a better place for me yeah, to be it's a than very over positive there. environment yeah, yeah. Do you think that's, what do you think that's how people rate the show is like ah, oh, you guys just suck the least yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's we're okay with that yeah we're fine with that yeah it's yeah. fine please leave a message after the tone is there anyone famous that you think sucks but somehow keeps getting work message deleted Lots of them. Yeah. It's, I mean, the, the entertainment industry, it's about nepotism and about being who you and, and who you know. I mean, like, how did Andy Dick ever have a career? Like, who went, let's give this guy a starring role. I don't know. There's Chelsea said Machine Gun Kelly. Gray yeah. said Nick Cannon. I mean. Chelsea said Tom Cruise. There's so mm-hmm. many people that are way more, who have way less talent than Machine Gun Kelly. Like, I like to crap on him all day long, but. His There's, music's not terrible. He's no, just a giant just poser. Yeah. yeah. And that, that is what it is. You know, the Nick, part, Can- Nick Cannon does suck. Nick though. Cannon is the worst. Yeah. For real. Yeah. And, you know, while we're out here canceling everybody for their horrible uh, takes on uh, other, uh, other, other groups of people. Yeah. Like yeah. Connie gets canceled for that, as he should. Because Kyrie ter- Irving's as, out here. As he should. Because yeah. they're both morons. Yeah. But Nick Cannon gets a pass. Yeah. Look into what Nick Cannon had to say. Yeah. Don't nope. run. Please leave a message after the tone. Yeah, y'all, wait until you cough and you blow out your ribs. <laughs> That's when you know you're old, you know? Message deleted. I mean, I was sitting there yesterday, you know, in this chair talking, and <laughs> that random back pain just came out of nowhere. I don't know if it was a pinched nerve or what happened, but I could feel it for literally the like the next 12 hours. Uh, I, I think I need to start stretching. I really do. I think stretch before you sit. I think I, I think it's like I need to add seriously like a stretching routine into my life. I would love if you did your stretching routine live on air and on Twitch for us every day. I think that's how we get canceled, Dave. <laughs> would you like to just try it right now? Would you like no, to just give, give us a little stretch? I know because I'll probably hurt myself. I need to. This is not something I'm going to do in front of other people. But well, you're so out of shape that you're not. You don't want to stretch. No. Because you're afraid you'll hurt yourself? I, may, I, I, I have to ease into it, and it's not going to be pretty. 
<laughs> it's Dave and Mahoney. Oh, good for you. The strangest, dumbest, dumbest, and funniest audio from the depths of the world wide web. This, 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 this is the internet is undefeated on Dave and Mahoney. So the depths of the internet is something that we spend a lot of time digging around, and boy, do we find some gems. We also find some things that are kind of sad, like when this douchebag for clout told Post Malone that he sucks. I this really like there's a lot of bad stuff on the internet, but I don't know why. This one hurts. Post Malone, I just feel so I feel so attached to. He's just such a nice it just guy. Feels like a, he feels like just a, a tattooed teddy bear. What is Riz? Post Malone, you a bitch. You suck. That's rude. Thank you so much. You a bitch. You a bitch. Post Malone sucks. If you just heard that, that's rude. That was Post Malone saying that. Because he was out there doing a meet and greet with fans, and then this little wanker just decides that he's going to go off on him. Don't do that to Post Malone. Nah, man. Don't do that to Post Malone. Nah, he loves the Olive Garden. Yeah. When you're there, you're family with Post Malone. Uh, this one is... Um, this woman did not have a mullet. She was featured in Mullet Over, but she did want everyone on the internet to know that uh, they best back off her man because that's her love. Um, email eater's girlfriend and me and him's dating. And I just want you to please stop bugging him. He told me that he only loves me and only me. He doesn't want to be bugged. He's my baby, my love, and only my love. D- Dave, I don't want to call out our, our wives. They've never posted anything Nothing. like this. They've Nothing. never, they've never, never, never planted professed a flag. their love nope. in the way that this young lady has posted her love for Emo Eater 26 or whatever mm-hmm. his name was. I, yeah. I You know, I, it's, uh, oh, it's kind of devastating. You know? uh, this gentleman did have a mullet, and it was a beautiful flowing mullet. And he was talking about what he does for a living and what he does for recreation, and it turns out that uh, shooting his wheelbarrow with uh, his gun is what he does for fun. Yeah, his shotgun. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, I have never, like, to describe this mullet, it is maybe one of the most well-kept mullets that I've ever seen. It's almost like he flat-ironed or got a Brazilian blowout on it because it is very, it's beautiful, it's blonde, it's well-man. I mean, because you see some mullets out there. It's a mess. Even like the top is sometimes just a disheveled mess. This was perfectly Almost like the pompadour top into the long, flowing Mm -hmm. Kentucky waterfall on the back. How long do you think that he spends daily getting his mullet ready? I mean, whatever the amount of time, however many hours, uh, worth it. Totally worth it. I'd say minimum 45 minutes each mm-hmm. day. All right. I want you to state your name and occupation. Uh, Alexander Thompson, and I repair and restore tractors. All right. Well, I want to know, what's the freakiest thing you've ever done? I shot a wheelbarrow like a thousand times with a Mossberg 590. Um, all right. One more question. What's your body count? None. All right. Thank you. He said none. I think that uh, he didn't realize that the question with body count was more about how many people you've uh, you've slept I with. I don't like that term when it comes to having partners. You feel like that is too degrading. It is degrading. Yeah, yes, just, yeah, you know, body uh, count. all yeah. of those in- interactions were beautiful moments. Were they? Yeah, beautiful. Uh, I should. I should. You know. I think uh, in your backseat. <laughs> hey, sometimes. Things have to go down in the backseat of a Chevy Corsica. You're telling me that the interaction that you had. It was beautiful. I, I should write a haiku about it. In the jock lounge at the radio station was that a was beautiful, beautiful. That was beautiful. Didn't as you well. say that it was a really itchy blanket that you were doing no, it on? So you remember, so in our old radio station, you know, when we were first here, and this is, you know, almost 20 years ago, uh-huh. 
I we had that jock lounge couch where yeah. like we had one computer for the whole staff. Yeah, it's like every, how long ago everyone was? would go in there and check their email, MySpace, go on Yahoo, and yeah. then we go about their day. We got to make sure we're getting our email. Uh, there was that couch was the couch was itchy as hell. Couch was itchy, but I had a blanket that I kept in my locker. Was it a sex blanket? I mean, it was a Kansas City Chiefs blanket that became a sex blanket. Ew. But it was not nearly as itchy as that couch. That couch felt like it was made out of asbestos. Tell me it was just Andy Reid's face. (laughs) It was back when Dick Vermeil was the coach, and he just cried. (laughs) He knows how they perform. Before that blanket, everyone called him Richard Vermeil. (laughs) This is Dave and Mahoney. Are you an old? Do you have a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Then call and leave a message. 833-YO-DUMMY. Now, the voicemail. If there's a time in your life that you could stop your body from aging, what age would you like to appear for the rest of your life? Message deleted. 35. Have you ever really felt good about your body? Like when I look back on when I was in high school, you know, I was a runner, right? And so I was in phenomenal shit. I had no fat on my body at Mm -hmm. all because all we would do is just constantly run everywhere. But I wasn't happy. No. Like I wanted to be beefier. Yeah, I was. I felt like I was too skinny. And now a little bit too much beef. Yeah, the one the one wish that came true that I made. You wanted to gain weight. Twenty years. It was like twenty one years ago. Yeah. It was like I wish I could gain weight. And Ta-da. sure enough, here yeah. we go. That yeah. wish was granted. Thanks, universe, uh, for that. I mean, for me, it w- I was the reason I say thirty five. That was a skinny year for me. So I looked pretty good. It was thirty five the year that you did the HCG? No, no, that a- was thirty. Okay. Or 29, something like that. Okay. 35 was just like a walking year. I walked a lot. Yeah. But you're old enough to get respect, and you're still young enough to not be considered, like, super old. Yeah. So it's like, to me, that's like that nice, like, right in the middle. And my beard so you're not my so, beard was, like, right there, and you still had my hair. So You're not so much talking about, like, physically, although that's part of it. You're also talking about just experientially. With, well, you, the way you get treated, too, yeah. because, I mean, there's yeah. so many people who are younger mm-hmm. who get just discounted because they're younger and i i, I feel like 35 is that age where you're like an adult finally mr id said when i was 26 my peak sexy time a lot of people saying like mid 20s 24 25 yeah i didn't have a good beard then i mean my face was more angular and mm-hmm. i had you could see my chin mm. but i feel like i get more respect with a beard that's hurtful but okay please leave a message after the tone Mahoney will spend extreme amounts on cameras, food, deliveries, and whatnot, but somehow getting a bidet installed is too high of a price. Come on, man. You're supposed to be living your best life. Message deleted. So the platform for this show is uh, simple, bidets for days. Everyone should have a bidet in their house. And Mahoney, you've actually taken it a step further than you do with most things. You have actually researched bidets and you've priced them out and you actually i think we're close to buying one i right? had a no i bought a bidet from okay. costco uh-huh. and but the problem was and the problem still remains that one of the things i it's 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 the hassle because i feel like every electrician that i know is a scam artist <laughs> like and i trust me i know two who've worked on my house and i just don't have a good electrician i have to get a i have to get a wall I got to get a thing installed yeah, a behind. A power source. A power source. Yeah, power yeah. You know, whatever plugs installed. And that's the, like, barrier to entry. I've blown way more money, yes, but it's the finding a good. When it comes to, like, your house, there are certain things that I I get real kind of sketchy on, and that's electricity. Because 
your house could literally burn down if you go with the wrong guy or they, they scam you or whatever it may be. So not having a good electrician who I know and trust is why I don't have a bidet. You have 12 monitors hooked up in your office at home. Yeah, I have a power, I have a surge protector on that. Yeah, yeah, but that is also definitely a, a it's, fire hazard, it's not by, a fire the, hazard. By, by the same logic no. it is. Sure it no, is. No, but I'm putting a new one in, Dave, uh-huh. like and, uh, somebody who I... That's I, a fairly I, standard thing. You would think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't like what's what's I also run into the thing like what's a what's a fair market price to get something like that installed? Because when you look online, it's all over the place. I it, It's just a it's a conundrum that I'm in. I would love to have the world's shiniest, cleanest bee hole. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the electricity is uh, is holding me back. I feel like the um, I feel like it'd be sort of a turf war, though, because like once. Even if your wife's not that interested in the bidet initially, mm-hmm. like once she tries the bidet, because she's tried bidets before, right? Yeah. I does mean, she, we, does she vacation. enjoy bidets as much as you not do? Not as much as I do, but she does like them. But what, what does what, that say about you? We would you have to get two, though. bidets. You'd have to get two separate have, ones. Because we have two bathrooms. Two separate and, bathrooms, and, yeah. and traditionally, mm-hmm. my bathroom is the guest bathroom. I feel like you'd have to get the house. a bidet in every bathroom. Well, we only have two. Yeah. So, oh, like oh, the master okay. bathroom and, yeah. you know, and, the, and the guest bathroom. But so, I mean, you're talking... This is a several thousand dollar investment. Would it would it bother you if I like if I came over to your house and used your bidet? No, I mean if I put it on, in, I would want everybody to do it. You I would. think I, okay. I'm not a. I, I we've we've talked about this. Uh, we we've spread but the, the 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 political statement of bidets for days is what mm-hmm. every politician should be running on. I would yeah. I want more people to experience the glory that is getting a very sharp stream of water uh, shot straight into uh, a place. Yeah, that uh, you know you 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 may be uncomfortable about it, but you'll learn to love it. See, Jen said that her husband will not even try the bidet. It's because he's afraid he's going to like it too much, and he will. Yes, he will. Don't be, just embrace him. Yes, he will. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Because there's really no point in pretending to be... Hold on, what? Because there's really no point in pretending to be good at... To be good at this? Oh, I see. Okay, let me pick it up from here. It's an all-new blooper reel on the Dave and Mahoney Show. Producer Jordan texted us last night and said that he had just completed a masterpiece, is what it, he called this. This may be my magnum opus. Well, my I'll, I'll say this. Tier. I was here late yesterday as well. Uh, you know, I was like four or five hours after we normally leave, mm-hmm. and I was doing a podcast, uh, you know, a Beer for Breakfast podcast, and Producer Jordan was here the whole time and was still here when I left like five hours later, So, and he was working on this. So when we got that text from him saying that this was his finest work, I mean, you're setting the bar real high. You know what we do around here, Jordan, is that Dave and I like to set the bar low. real low, maybe as low as it possibly can go, so we don't have to, you know, we over-deliver and not under-deliver. Yeah. So you're 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 setting the bar real high, my friend. And I I like to keep raising it for myself, just mm. get a like one one inch higher each time. Well, let's see. Uh, better so, not Fo- Fosbury flop, then. It is uh, an all-new blooper reel. For those of you that are not familiar, if you're new to the show, this is a feature where Jordan compiles all of our not-so-fine moments from the week and then sets it to a fine tune. They, okay. they have your own self-serve cross, you know, self-serve soft or self-serve soft-serve ice cream machine on uh, on the cruises that we go on. You know, self-serve soft 
or self-serve, soft-serve. So we were talking about how trashy we were when we would go to the Shellgrass station and smoke black and mines at age 16. Why? We would go to the Shellgrass station, Shellgrass station. And now he's uh now 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 he's trying to just ruin your day. I'm sorry for I'm sorry that you have to kneel with this today during fast food freakouts. You say kneel with this? He did. I'm sorry for I'm sorry that you have to kneel with this. It had like those like slightly burnt end like burnt mm-hmm. bits, so it's oh, like crunchy, yeah. crispy. Oh. It was marinated perfectly. Their like spicy guacamole, guacamole sauce was just fantastic. They're like spicy guacamole, guacamole. I have a difference of opinion on PC gaming versus video gaming. What too. is it? That it, my growing up, the World of Warcraft era was just insane. The World of Warcraft era. Why do we hate going to the doctor so much? Because, because men are supposed to be this exteriorly strong version of yourselves. Exteriorly strong. Wrong. A king cobra venom affects a, the respiratory centers in the brain. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not, not the most venomous steak. So this is just like, you know, not the most venomous steak. If a steak had just a little bit of venom in it, would you still eat it? Because we were talking about how trashy we were when we would go to the Shellgrass station and smoke black and mines yeah, at age yeah. 16. Why? Yeah. You know. Why? You know. Why? Yeah. Venomous steak. They're like, I see guacamole. Now he's trying to just ruin your day. I'm sorry. for. I'm sorry that you have to kneel with this. You have to kneel with this. Kneel. Kneel. World of Warcraft. Crunchy, crispy, it was marinated perfectly. They're like spicy guacamole, guacamole, guacamole. You know, self-serve, soft, or self-soft, soft-serve, soft-serve, self-self-serve, you know, self-soft, self-serve. If a steak had just a little bit of venom in it. You can kill it off it. <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Blitz, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. You should have seen Mahoney when he pulled up the trailer for John Wick 4 yesterday. He got so excited. I mean, when it comes to dumb action movies done right, I think the John Wick series, series has done it better than anyone. Wow. Keanu Reeves, and Audrey asked me this question yesterday. She said, do you think Keanu Reeves is a great actor or do we just really like him? I think we just really like Which him. Really like and him. I'm fine with actor. that. And yeah. I'm... I, he doesn't have to be, uh, you know, a Lawrence Olivier. He doesn't have to be a Denzel Washington. He just, we love Keanu in this role. And the the way that it's shot from a visual standpoint, mm-hmm. it just draws you in. And I think more action movies should take note from the John Wick series. So I haven't really kept up with the John Wick series. I know that the first one he was mad because they killed his dog or something, right? Spoiler. Yeah. Um, but then, is he still mad in the following two about the same dog being killed, or do they kill additional dogs? Uh, not dogs, but like his wife. Oh. So, yeah, it gets worse. I've never seen any of the John Wick movies. Really? You're missing yeah. out? Yeah. But I do get uh, visibly angry when I see that Point Break is on TV, mm-hmm. and I click on it. It's oh, and a it's, remake. And it, why would they ever remake that, that movie? I, I, yeah, don't do that. Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze in the original Point Break, the only 
movie that is not, you know, as far as like egregious remakes, maybe Willy Wonka and that are the two, like, movies did not need to be remade, and those two are the top of the list. When I see that one on, I always turn it on, I go, nope, no Swayze, no Wazy. <laughs> Get out. Get out. <laughs> uh, producer Jordan pointed out that uh, John Wick's wife is already dead in the first one. So uh, Yeah, but doesn't he get like remarried or he's got a he's got another love interest in three? No, she's just like another mercenary that kinda helps him. Yeah, I, I felt like there was some underlying no. sexual no. tension there. Oh, oh no. Like she just like left him in the desert at one point. Yeah, but I mean <laughs> As you do. You hit it and quit dogs. it, man. That's her what you two, do. Her two dogs are amazing. So, uh, speaking of amazing, Jose Andreas is an amazing person. If you're not familiar with him, like he's a world-renowned chef. He's got great restaurants all over the place. But he spends like almost all of his time doing super charitable things. So he's had like his crew over in Ukraine feeding people that have been forced out of their homes mm-hmm. uh, when there was the huge earthquake. He uh, he went down to uh, Cuba and was helping to feed a whole bunch of people there that had lost their livelihoods. Uh, they're actually doing a whole series about him and. Uh, his family as they're traveling around the world and helping a lot of these people, and it's going to be on Discovery Plus. So uh, they they sent out some of the details for it, but not all of it. But they're talking about um, you know the 3.6 million meals that they excuse me not Cuba Puerto Rico rather in the wake of Hurricane Maria, and then what he's been doing to like set up these kitchens mm-hmm. around the the world whenever there's a huge disaster, whatever it may be that strikes. He's one of the people I believe that was it Mackenzie Bezos that gave his charitable foundation like a hundred million dollars or so. something ridiculous because just she liked what he was doing and and honestly, food is such an important vital uh, necessity when disaster strikes and the fact that he's out there doing that with his team. Uh, I, I like it, man. I like that they're going to showcase it because most of us Americans kind of just need it neatly packaged into a television yep. show to appreciate it. But uh, it's called, called World Central Kitchen, his organization, and they're going to be doing a special on it on uh, on Discovery Plus, which here for that. Uh, and finally, this is interesting because I don't think that they've done this before. What's that, Dave? Live stand-up comedy on Netflix? No, this is, I believe, going to be the very first live, live thing that Netflix has done, and it's Chris Rock. It's Chris correct? Rock. It's going to be streaming live globally in early 2023. Um, but, you know, Chris Rock has kind of kept a low profile ever since everything Will Smith went stuff. down with Will Smith, uh, but he's going to be on stage. Um, and uh, he's going to be doing it live I mean, on Netflix, we, and I'm here for it. We were talking about this a little bit, uh, you know, a few days ago about our favorite comics, and I, I'm, I'm remiss that I didn't include Chris Rock in that. I mean, Bigger and Blacker mm-hmm. is probably the stand-up. Uh, that and Eddie Murphy Raw, I've probably watched more than any other stand-up, like, time and time and time again. So Chris Rock doing a live stand-up show for Netflix, I'm interested, but this also kind of leads into some other things that Netflix is talking about doing, and that's getting into the sporting world, live sports. Obviously, we've seen that with Amazon Prime, so Netflix may be trying to throw their hat into that live realm as well. And well, I mean, I'm, when you have Thursday night football games like the Falcons versus the Panthers, I mean, how could you not want rain. in on that? In the rain, hey, yeah. Just Oof. give me the Sunday night or Sunday ticket on some streaming service, and they will get all of my money. And finally, uh, Producer Jordan just told me to turn the page. Uh, this is uh, Jason Momoa's butt. Got a nice ass. He was on, what is that, Jimmy Kimmel? It's Jimmy Kimmel show. That's a, that's, a, that's a good dumper. Bossy Rossi, what do you think about no that booty? No complaints on that ass right there. Yeah. He squats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Dave and Mahoney. Oh, good for you. Friday. This is normally the part where you talk about still being employed, but <laughs> LOL. <laughs> I mean, only one of our, you know, uh, business daddies is firing us today. 
But the show must go on, and uh, it's our final day with uh, Bossy Rossi in tow. So he uh, he is making an appearance today on Beer for Breakfast. But I will say, uh, with them firing us uh, in one place, uh, you know we will. Uh, we will. You know it's a good day to start drinking. And uh, one of the beers that we are going to feature today, I figured if we are going to go out with a bang, let's go out with an award. Winning bang. And just friends. to clarify, we're not being fired. Much like uh, someone's daughter in Afghanistan, we're just being traded like a piece of cattle. Yeah, they. Uh, it's not great, uh, you know, uh, to, to be just a commodity, but there's somebody who wants us that's, that's right. on the other that's end right. of things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, nothing's going to change uh, other than Bossy Rossi will no longer be our boss. Can anymore. I share a memory? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but um, back in 2019, we had Pete Wentz from Fall Out Boy coming to the studio, right? And I think it was a Friday, mm-hmm. right? And Mahoney had left here um, that morning and went to a bar and started drinking. Yeah. And he was going to come back and film the Pete Wentz interview. It was before we had the static cameras in the studio. That's so he was right. Come yeah. back and film that. Um, and the label person was in the studio. And we were waiting on Pete Wentz, and Mahoney walks in. I mean, just three sheets to the wind. Hammered. Hammered. Yeah. Kicks the door in, and the, the label person jumps. She's like, "Oh my god!" And he goes. That is how a man enters room. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was interviewing Pete Wentz, and um, Mahoney's like yelling curse words in the background. I'm like, hey, we're on the air, man. Shut up. <laughs> I was overserved. Not your fault. Not, not your my fault. fault. Totally, right. you know, it, it was it was not my fault that day. And I will say, uh, Pete Wentz, gentlemen. He was great. And then I think we went back with, um, with his management team, and we went back into your office, and like, the whiskey came out. Yeah. So and finished an entire bottle of Habiki with uh, Habiki. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. That was. That was. Thank God it was a it was a Friday, much like a, a day like today where we are drinking, and the beer that we are drinking today is the Big Dogs Brewing, their uh, Las Vegas Craft Lager is what we are drinking today. This just won a medal at the Great American Beer Fest in Denver. This is their most produced beer. They've been doing it uh, close to 10 years now. And the fact that they, uh, I was, uh, if you, if you want to check out our podcast uh, at Dave Mahoney on your podcast platform of choice, the Beer for Breakfast podcast with them, uh, their brewmaster, Dave Pasquale, told a story, Dave, of how they decided to submit this one in so every year for the great american beer fest which for those of you who don't know that is like the super bowl of craft beer mm-hmm. all the brewers and breweries from around the country they get together and they're judged by their peers and you know there's thousands of beers that are there every single year but each brewery can submit i believe five beers when they are entering into this. So Big Dogs had submitted four that they had planned and made for this, but then they realized that, oh, here's a fifth one, and they hadn't brewed any beer specifically for this, and the one beer that they had just brewed fresh was this particular batch of lager from them. And so they're like, well, we have it. It's available. and submit it. And we submit it, and they end up taking home a medal, which is one of the absolute highest honors in craft beer, for this beer, and it was a complete accident. So I kind of love the story love yeah. uh, behind that because, you know, it, it, it's one thing if you're trying, but if you win and you weren't even, like, kind of preparing for it, it yeah. just makes it that much more special. So what's interesting is that, you know, we always take a look at these beers. You know, the the look of them is, is one of the categories. This looks 
uh, like champagne. Like it's yes, it is that it, very crisp looking. It doesn't look like a yellow. traditional a traditional lager. Even it's so much more clear than that. There's some nice carbonation in there. Uh, there was some nice frothy head that did dissipate pretty quickly. But that is just a that is a clean looking beer. I mean, when you are talking about just clarity, and that's one of the big things when it comes to lager is clarity. If you go into a uh, a new brewery. Anytime, the first beer that you should try is their lager or their pilsner because you cannot hide, uh, you cannot hide impurities and you cannot ha- not hide things that are messed up with a beer behind a lager. There's like stouts, you can do all sorts of things, but lagers. I mean, one of the oldest styles in craft beer, uh, and the fact that they won a medal for this speaks very loudly. The five categories, Dave, as you said, mm. the look, smell, taste. Feel and drinkability. The look of this, just as you said, uh, absolutely crisp. The smell, same way. And I, I love the fact that loggers are kind of making a comeback right now. Because I feel like there were, for so many years, we were just getting into the well, IPAs, could, the hazy IPAs. Yeah. Well, and the loggers were so dominated by the macro breweries yep. anyhow, right? It's like nobody was really putting a lot of effort. It seemed, at least the, the breweries, into really putting an effort into making their loggers a statement mm-hmm. because that's not normally where you get the big flavor profiles and everything else. So the fact that these guys decided that they were going to do something about it. An old style here done, for it. done really well. And let's uh, move on to our favorite category mm-hmm. here on Beer for Breakfast, which is the taste. Cheers. Cheers, friends. To you, Bossy Rossi. Hey, cheers to you, mm. boys. And I didn't know this, but uh, apparently the brewers and a lot of the uh, – so a lot of people in the craft beer community are calling these crispies now, Dave. The loggers they're calling because okay. it's, you know, and, and I don't know about you, in that flavor, it is a very, you've got a very crisp mouthfeel. Uh, it is it is very crisp. It's got a little bit of just a, a nibble, like a bite on the end of it, which I like. A little bit of that sweetness, a yeah. little bit of that hop in there. A but little, it's little not bit of the hop, a little, little bit of the bite in there, but I, I like it. It, it. it really gives a... A more pronounced flavor profile to a lager. It's not overpowering though. It's no. this is the way like you know a good beer should taste to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's clean. I mean, the, uh, just a little bit of hop. The malts are nicely balanced, easy to drink, and that's one of the things. I've been a self-proclaimed hophead for twenty years, and I love IPAs, and I will always love IPAs. But as I've, you know, kind of getting a little bit older, I found myself that I'm not able to drink as many as I used to. Because and, and one of the things that I learned as well that like super hoppy things, hops are a sedative. So like when uh, you're drinking yeah. these high ABV, yep. high hop beers, they, it does tend to slow you down a little bit. So you know the fact that lagers are making uh, this resurgence, it's light, it's crisp, it's it's just a beautiful mouthfeel overall, and a little bit of that like kind of sweetness mm. in there. It, it does have the nostalgia, even though the lagers are you know it's a traditional German form of beer but i feel like when you think of loggers you think of america you think of anheuser-busch you think of miller you think of coors you think of paps blue ribbon old style all of those but like taking a craft version of that like we have in front of us uh just kind of takes it to the next level some crispy boys some I, who doesn't love we should be who wearing love some air boys. monarchs mm-hmm. we should go cut the grass yeah. and we should drink us some crispy boys ah. uh Get the grill tongs ready that's right i mean dave as a dad I feel like this should be your weekend drink of choice. This this is full dad mode beer. This this really would hit right whether you were out there cutting the grass or grilling up some burgers. Can I get a drum roll, please, Dave? Oh, yeah. Hang on, I wasn't ready for this. Oh. Oh! Mahoney's Beer Scale Supremacy. I get the Las Vegas Craft Lager from Big Dog Brewing. 
GABF. Oh, damn. go by. Call or text us at 833-YO-DUMMY. And on social media at Dave and Mahoney. Are you an old? Do you have a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Then call and leave a message. 833-YO-DUMMY. Now, the voicemail. So, Dave, you're saying I can't even, like, grab your arm and wrap my arm around your arm? That's not going to work when sleeping? That would be just bad and disgusting? Message deleted. Uh, Mary, I was very specific about this. I said my wife cannot cuddle me when I'm sleeping. You, my sweet princess, can cuddle me as much as you want. Dave, you're not letting anybody cuddle you. Uh, Well, Mary has never attempted to cuddle me, but I will say that I would be interested in uh, if she would smell of wine, uh, blueberry wine coolers when we Bartles were Bartles and James, yeah, if we were the finest, we were holding each other close. So when uh, when you when your sweet little girl Bailey, your mm. doggo, uh, when you would sneak her into bed, would you let your dog cuddle you? Bailey had, and I don't know if anyone else's dog does this, or if you've had a dog that has done this in the past, where she would always instantly go right between my crotch, legs yeah she'd just go down there do one circle and yep and then not move for nine hours <laughs> well at least she wasn't like a ruckus you know i, I had know. some dogs yeah. that would always she was a she, she was a snuggle queen man stunk like high hell but god she was i mean both ends i mean yeah, an egregious ass and the rot breath that i've yeah. ever you know but be- beautiful young Beautiful young uh, doggo she was. She's a good girl. She's a good she girl. was a good girl. Ate the hell out of some hair. I want to know if any of you guys believe in the whole don't knock it till you try it thing. Um, I at least try to, you know, give something a shot, honestly, at least once. Message deleted. Is there anything where you just go, I don't need to try that to know that I would hate it? Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe not. I mean, I'm just, I don't want anything near my butt. Near your butt? Yeah. I, I, Have you ever had anything in your butt? Just a bidet, which just I'm okay bidet, with. And you love the bidet. But that's a different. That's, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, what if you What if you realize, like, what if your wife just one time was like, nah. and you were like, this nah. is who I am now. It's just, you know, I, I've, I've made it this far. I'm I, I'm not the, I'm not an adventurous gentleman. So huh. that's that's for me when you say don't knock until you try it. I think there's a couple things that, like, I don't you need to try. You love the bidet. It is your favorite thing in the world. Yeah. And you're over here judging a little, I'm not judging anybody else. You do you. Knuckle. I'm just saying for me personally, <laughs> that's not something that I would want. Bossy Ross, you ever had <laughs> <laughs> just just the, the the cold finger of a doctor. <laughs> oh wait, have you got a uh, you got the old exam, the old prostate? Uh, I, I didn't have a prostate exam. I had a an issue like in 2009. I almost bled out. I had like a bleeding ulcer and I didn't know it. Oh my god. So like I walked into the in the emergency room and they're like, "We need to take you back right now." They admitted me and the doctor's like, "Have you ever had a prostate exam?" And I go, "No." And he just, he just spun me over and he's like, "Well, here you go." <laughs> I, just remember, I just remember going, "All right, that wasn't that bad." <laughs> yeah. I know I need to get one soon because it's what they say by forty five is when you need to get your prostate exam. Supposedly something like that. Yeah. Which I know mine can't be good. What, what what happens if you get the exam and then you realize you also love that? Well, then maybe my life changes. Maybe so. You know, I mean then. Yeah. It may, may, maybe it does. See, for me, I like tap dancing. I don't need to try that to know I would hate it. No. Dude, but Tony Danza, tap dance extravaganza. Don't you have, like, Irish in your blood? Yeah. Weren't they? Is that why, why, why would you assume that all Irish people 
like tap dancing, you racist. I, I'm part Irish, sir. <laughs> I love tap dancing. Why do you hate tap dancing in the troops, Jordan? Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. Because your home phone, cell phone, email, Facebook, Twitter, and home screen all at the same time. They're everywhere. <laughs> Way out in the land of the setting sun Where the wind blows wild and free just the only one that means home sweet home to me if you follow the old kid carson trail till the desert meets the hills oh you certainly will agree with me it's the place of a thousand thrills home means nevada home means the hills home means a sage in the pine Trucky silvery rills Out where the sun always shines Here is the land that I love the best Fairer than all I can see She's deep in the heart of the Golden West Home means Nevada to me One more time now Home means Nevada to me 